Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Encore Podcast. I am your host, Michael C. Brown, and I am so thrilled today to have our guest here, <laughs> Mr. Jordan, Jason, the man of two first names. Thank you, sir, for being on the podcast. Let, let, let me tell you this first before we get started. Uh, I put out a, uh Instagram story just asking students, who they, if they had to pick a faculty member that they wanted to be on the podcast, who would they choose? And uh, you have won that contest, sir, because they came out and said they wanted to, they wanted to hear a podcast with Mr. Jason. They think you're a phenomenal teacher and they absolutely love you. So um, thank you so much for, for, for being on. How you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. Very doing excited. There have been a podcast guest before, so... <laughs> It's all. It's always the first time for everything. Right. So, yeah. So this this would be good. Have you have Have you had an opportunity to like check out any of your podcasts or anything else this yeah, year? Yeah, I listened okay. to because I have um. You had uh Sydney shirts on a couple weeks ago for weather, and I have her in class, and she's she got a lot of energy, so I want to check it out and see how she did. <laughs> yeah. Well, you you'd be hard pressed to keep the same kind of energy that. Sydney yeah. Had. No, like, I don't think anyone can. Sydney kid is, has her own her own level of energy, but um. Yeah, appreciate you. So we'll go ahead and, and get started. So um, I guess you can start off by telling people your current role here mm -hmm. at Winners Mill High School and or roles, anything else that you're involved in and, you know, how long you've been teaching. All right, cool. Um, well, this is my second year teaching. I'm not quite fresh off the boat anymore. I've got a year under my belt, but um, I'm a physics teacher here. I did chemistry last year, but now they've got me kind of back in my comfort zone with physics. Uh, and then I'm also one of the adults responsible for our drama club here. Um, and I am also the advisor for our brand new gardening club that we have uh, Winter's Mill this year. Wow, that's a lot of different, that's a lot of different things. <laughs> um, so talk a little bit about those individual roles, mm -hmm. right? And the impact that each one of them has kind of had on you know, creating a positive environment for sure. students here at Winters Mill. Yeah, yeah, so I'll start with drama because um, that one's got a little bit more, I guess, backstory to it. So I did drama when I was in high school. I was a uh, techie and I also acted for a little while to the shock of many of the students. <laughs> um, and when I got here last year, um, during like the first year orient teacher orientation thing, um, Mr. Neal was like, hey, we need, a we need some people for drama. And I was like, <laughs> Sign me up for it. <laughs> so I uh, I met Mr. Rice and Miss Bolander last year, and we we kind of got started with everything. Um, Mr. Rice did laid a great foundation, and we've been capitalizing on it, um, putting on some great shows this year. We just did auditions for Mamma Mia yesterday, and I am beyond excited to see how that show turns out. Um, but so my role in drama, I'm I kind of do a little bit of everything. Um, like I said, I was a techie. Um, I can sing. Oh. People say I can sing. I don't know if I can sing, but people say I can oh, sing. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know if we're ready for that on the podcast. <laughs> um, and I'm also an actor, so I'm kind of in charge of, like, general notes, kind of like things that I notice as I'm watching the show or as going on, like body movements, character decisions, that kind of stuff. Um, and then with uh, Gardening Club, um, I'm the advisor of it. Uh, I have a great board behind me. I told them basically, look, I'm here to send the emails. Everything else is on you guys. Um, because I kind of have the, the sort of college club mentality to it, uh, where I think the advisor should be the person who sends the emails because, you know, sometimes emails get lost if they come from students. 
Um, but, you know, teacher to teacher or teacher to administration, I think sometimes the emails kind of flow a little better. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of my job, right, is to do the stuff that the kids might not think about or might forget. Um, so that way they can focus on the stuff that they're excited about, right? Because I don't know if anyone's excited about sending emails, you know, 10, 10 emails a day. But, <laughs> you know, you can get excited about picking out this really neat plant or, um, you know, laying out the, the garden beds. So that's kind of what we're working on. And I think um, – just the stuff is really cool because we have a lot of a lot of talent and a lot of creativity in the building, and it's great to see it capitalized on either through drama, if you're uh, doing theater or um, tech or acting, or you know if you're gardening and you want to do like floral arrangement or just make the campus a prettier place to look at. Yeah. Um, I think that's awesome, and you know I'm, I'm glad that I can be an adult that helps kids. Uh, realize their potential and find their passion like that because that's that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you talk about you know two of those things. I know gardening club is is definitely new, but it is sorely needed. Mm -hmm. um, I said that around campus. I mean, we have two um, kind of outside patio areas, um, and in those areas, uh, you know, left alone, it turns into Jurassic Park out there. <laughs> And so uh, they have their work cut out when springtime comes. Mm -hmm. I told them that, like, once it comes, I was yeah. like, you guys understand, these two patios, <laughs> I'm like, you're going to have to make sure they're yours and you're you're able to take care of those mm -hmm. things. But outside of that, there's other areas uh, outside by the football field and other areas that I think can be beautified. Mm -hmm. uh, so they'll have their work cut out for them. But I think they're super gung-ho about it and, and mm -hmm. super excited. So oh, I think yeah. that, that that's one thing is to build positive environment through. I've said that before, it's like, People don't understand the aesthetics of a school have a lot to do with how people feel mm -hmm. every day, right? Um, and, and I say that if if you're in your house, you, you don't paint the, the colors of your walls all black. Right. <laughs> and there's a reason why. It's not because yeah. black isn't like a cool color, but it's like <laughs> nobody wants to come home and be in darkness all the time. Right. So yeah, it, yeah. You're, the aesthetics of, of where you are uh, matter. It makes you feel more at home, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So. Being able to do some of those small things means a lot to the school here at Winners Mill. And with the drama club, um, you know, the production, I, you know, I didn't know until being principal here how big the productions actually were mm -hmm. and, and kids being involved in the tech aspects of it and, and just running every aspect of the show is a big deal. And, and, and some of the things that they're doing now like when I was in college, like you might do that in college, but you wasn't doing it in high school. Nobody was trusting you to do the lights and the, mm -hmm. and everything else that's involved um, that they're doing now. So I think that that's also um, the more the merrier as far as individuals mm -hmm. we can yeah. get involved in that. Um, so just switching gears a little bit, you uh, are a Carroll County kid. Yep, born and raised. <laughs> <laughs> so Carroll County kid and uh, – However, you weren't you weren't with his milk kids, so nope. y'all put that out. Yeah, put that out there. <laughs> yeah, but that which is fine. You know, we'll take all comers, <laughs> and, and, that, and that's fine. But talk to me about, um, you know, your experience uh, and background being from Carroll County, mm -hmm. and then uh, you know your your experience at good old Liberty mm -hmm. uh, High School. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I um. I grew up in Eldersburg and I lived in Eldersburg up until last year when I moved out. Uh, and yes, yeah, so I went through elementary, middle and high school all within 10 minutes of each other, same right, right area. And, uh, you know, I had a lot of, I was very fortunate. I had my, my parents uh, had two good jobs. They 
They worked well. Um, they did a good job raising me and my brothers. Uh, shout, I, I out, think, shout out to your parents. Yeah, God, 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 God show the parents the love, yeah. <laughs> um, and I had great friends throughout my entire life and to the point where I still hang out with them to, these, to this day. And um, the, I guess like the Liberty area of Carroll County, kind of like Southern Carroll County, it, I was surprised at how, like coming here, how different it was because, um, right, it's the same area. I mean, you know, it's 20 minutes down, yeah. down the road, but it's so wildly different. Like the the I don't know about I don't know if the lifestyle is quite the right word, but like um we have you know, it's a lot of like really expensive, you know, single family houses. Like we have, I think, like maybe one apartment complex in, in Eldersburg versus yeah. up here, you know, they're, they're everywhere. Yeah. Um, just cause we have different people that kind of live different lives or at different points. And not to say one way is better or worse, of mm -hmm. course, but yeah. it's just, it's, it's very interesting to see how different it was in like the student population that we work with. Like if I would have come in here blindfolded, I wouldn't think I was still in Carroll County, yeah. like compared Liberty versus, versus up versus winner's mill here. We have such a different um, demographic of students and, it was very surprising when I came here. I was like, okay, like we we got a lot of different kids and yeah. it was it was really cool as a te I guess you know, growing up Carroll County versus, you know, now teaching in Carroll County, I remember a lot of the things that I did as a student that have either been changed because of curriculum decisions or that have changed because the population we have up here, you know, you do it a little differently. And and again, right, not to say that one way is better or worse, but it's just really cool to have that being able to look back and go, Oh, I remember doing this or this wasn't here when I did this. And it was, it's just really neat to see the, the diff, the sometimes subtle, not sometimes not so subtle uh, ways that the, that the same stuff is being taught and delivered to students in a different way. Um, you know, 20 minutes up the road. Yeah, it, it, it really is. And, and I will say that, um, you know, for me it's a totally different dynamic mm -hmm. because, you know, coming from, Baltimore City and then coming here, um, when they told me about it being the most diverse school, and then I saw what the diversity was, and I was like, well, not really, you know what I mean? But when you're here and then you start going to some of the other high schools, mm -hmm. then you start, to, you start to have a picture. But like for yourself, um, going to Liberty High School and then you come here and teaching, it's like, whoa, this place, is, it, is, it is different. Mm -hmm. And so people that... Um, have been in Carroll County, lived here, and, you know, just been in other pockets for an extended period of time, and then come here, you know, they do talk about that contrast and that difference, mm -hmm. which, again, like you talked about, it's not a bad thing. It's just, it's just different mm -hmm. and, and, you know, something to, to, to recognize. But uh, Eldersburg and, and, and being on the fringes of Howard County, mm -hmm. right, right, uh, you know, that is, is, is different. You know what I mean? Like, Howard County is different. So... I don't think people realize sometimes how big Carroll County actually is yeah. and the counties in which it borders, you know, has impacts on the different areas and mm -hmm. stuff of that nature. So it's not a bad thing. It's just something to, to, to recognize, mm -hmm. but I will say coming from Liberty and having your experiences there and then coming here and being a teacher again, speaks volumes for you because kids have gravitated towards you, uh, regardless and you have seen them for, for who they are and accepted them and those type of things. So I think that's the, the most beautiful part of it is, is that just because you're uh, raised in a different area of the County does not mean that, uh, you know, you can't connect with other pockets mm -hmm. 
of the county, right? Yeah. And that's why I say it's like it's Carroll County, but come on, it's Carroll County. Like let's all yeah. share in, <laughs> yeah. in that aspect of it that we're in Carroll County and, mm-hmm. and kind of love that aspect. So um yeah, that part is is really, really cool. I know you are fairly, you know, still have that new teacher role. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh being a new teacher so the beginning of this isn't your first year, you know, if everybody that's that's viewing, I, you know, we lay one education, new teachers being that for that one to three year range. Mm-hmm. You're still considering a new teacher <laughs> yep. until you until you get out of that, you graduate after that third year, and you know, you're a veteran, you're no longer a new teacher. Mm-hmm. So falling in that realm and you being a new teacher, talk about your journey a little bit mm-hmm. as a new teacher. Um, and what were kind of like some of your major wins? And then also, I don't want to call them defeats, but what were some of your things you were like, man, this wasn't what I, what I thought yeah. it was, you know? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, um, the the college I went to um, in Pennsylvania is Lycoming College. It was fortunate, very good choice for me. Um, and But the, the education department there was wonderful. Like even my non-education professors were like, you know, super open. They're like, hey, you know, let's talk, let's figure this out, blah, 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 X, Y, and Z. So I had a really good support system coming into, you know, first job, right? Like I said, you know, second year teacher, this was my first, I guess last year, this is my first big boy job. (laughs) Not working at a grocery store or McDonald's anymore. (laughs) Um, And when I came here at first, I was really nervous, like, but I was, it was very, I was very fortunate because the, the team here that I, that they had set up was really good. You know, um, Mr. Nil running the first year teacher meetings, uh, Miss Lesh, department chair. Um, Shout out to course, Ms. Lesh because she's uh, at Man Valley now, sister yeah. principal. Shout out to Miss Lesh. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, all the administrators, like, there is, I said it a couple times, like, to my parents, to my, to my now fiance, um, even to my grandparents, like, there's not a person in this building. We'll get back to the fiance part, but we'll get back to it. We'll get back to it. There's not a person in this building who, if I would ask a question, would make me feel dumb or refuse to answer it. Mm-hmm. Like the the staff here are wonderfully supportive. They're so personable, and I, I could ask any of them any question, and they'd either give me the answer or take take five seconds and help me find the person who knows the answer. And yeah. as a new teacher, like, and I talked to some of my, my friends who had gone on to different schools and teaching, like seeing how it is to not have such a, such a good net of a support system. It, I was, it made me all the more glad that I had, that I, you know, ended up here because I, I had countless amounts of people who I could ask questions like, like workshop lessons, or even, you know, like, ask like silly questions that I never knew the answer. Like, you know, how do I fill out a timesheet? I like, never had to do a timesheet before. <laughs> um, so that was, that set me up for success without a doubt. Um, in terms of my wins, uh, I think when I looked at the curriculum, I, I had a night, like I said, you know, Carroll County born and raised. <laughs> yeah. I had some ideas of things that like I wanted to try um, or that I wanted to do differently versus when I was a student and Something else that they instilled at us in my education program was try less, try the worst that happens is that it fails, mm-hmm. right? And that that's how I am as a teacher, and I, I I don't think I'll ever lose this kind of mentality of if something doesn't work, like sorry guys, I thought it would work, I thought this was gonna happen, this kind of happening instead, it kind of blew up in my face. That's on me. We'll we'll come back tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and there have been days where it's kind of been like a small little explosion and it's like, you know, that didn't go great, you know, a little bumpy, but we got there. Uh, and there have been days where it's been like, 
five minutes in, Mr. Jason, we are so lost. What the heck is going on? And I'm like, ah, yeah, this wasn't, didn't, didn't go so well. <laughs> and, you know, when, when stuff like that happens, you know, like, it's embarrassing. It's like, you know, especially if, like, you make the lesson yourself and it doesn't work. You're like, man, I really wanted this to work. It just didn't quite get there. Right. Um, that can be a little defeat, demoralizing, but, you know, try again the next day, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think some of my biggest successes as a as an educator in the classroom have come out of those failures. Um, there have been some lessons, like I do a lab um, with, with Minecraft during our energy unit in physics, and the kids are like, we get to play Minecraft? I'm like, well, you're going to learn with Minecraft. Right. Yes, you get to play Minecraft. <laughs> Minecraft, let me tell you something. Minecraft is, because I, I have an eight-year-old that's like addicted to watching mm -hmm. the, the YouTube Minecraft like videos. Like She could watch them for hours, and I'm right. like, why you know what i mean but it's like for her she loves like just seeing things being built and mm -hmm. the possibility of doing endless right things. right and right. you could do that in minecraft mm -hmm. so it, it's, it seems like that wouldn't be something we teach you a point but if you haven't played it you haven't seen it right then especially in the science realm even even sometimes like with math it's like it, it's it's kind of relative sometimes you know what yeah I mean? oh you yeah yeah. So. yeah yeah and so, like that—that that was a really that was a really big success. Like the kids always like that lesson. That's always fun. Um, and there have been some days where I'm just I'm sitting around and I'm like, like I gotta think of something to do. And I'll have like a random idea pop into my head. Like I I, I created something this year. I called it Physics Land, where I had kids basically design an amusement park, and they had to figure out you know how much energy it's gonna use, how fast the the roller coaster goes at the bottom of the hill. Yeah. You know, and they got it. I like to also incorporate different things like, you know, if it, um, I'm a firm believer in multiple types of intelligence, you know, so like yeah. if a kid isn't so book smart, but like, OK, don't make me a pre don't write me an essay. You draw me a big draw me a nice picture, label it and I'll grade it as is, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so I try to incorporate that that into as many of my lessons as I can, especially like larger projects, mm -hmm. um, because, you know, I've had lots of kids that, you know, aren't book smart or get frustrated with, you know, the math of a problem. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, like math does not come easy to everybody. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's a very, very polarizing subject. Yeah, yeah. Um, so having, you know, being able to express your understanding in a couple of different ways, I think is, is something that I'm fortunate that physics allows me to do yeah. um, where you can draw, you can write, you can, or just straight up do the math like normal. And it all demonstrates that you know what's going on. You're just, you know, doing it a different way. And I think that's that's really great um, as a teacher and as a student because you know you don't want to be this. You don't want to feel like the only kid in the room that's can't figure out this math problem when everyone else is already on problem ten. You're still sitting on problem yeah. one. Yeah. So you know, if you're drawing a picture instead of you know being stuck on problem one for forty five minutes, by all means, you know, yeah. draw that picture. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now now I think everybody's starting to understand why the kids. Love you so much in your class. In the classroom, I think everybody's starting to get an idea and understanding because I say all the time is that kids all learn differently, especially now mm -hmm. with how fast you know times have like changed and flipped from COVID experiences to now. Um, they learn so much faster. Their attention spans are so much shorter, and you know, we got them for almost 90 minutes and it's like hard to, to grasp their attention. Mm -hmm. So you have to move quickly. You have to be able to grab their attention quickly and, um, they'll tell you and, and kids are way more opinionated. 
than even probably when you were in school. Mm-hmm. Like, it's probably like, hey, look, you say, you do whatever I say, and that's just what it is. And right. if it's a bad lesson, then you just have to suck it up. Right. Get through and it. And then yeah, yeah. you just have to get through it. Yeah. But there's no way you're going to tell a teacher, like, hey, man, you know, that lesson kind of sucks. <laughs> now kids will like pretty much tell you they're like raise yeah, their hand yeah. like excuse me excuse me you're like what what's the problem mm-hmm. this wasn't it like yeah. you'd be like okay next next question mm-hmm. you know what I mean so I think that that is really profound that you view things the way that you do and I hope that for you doesn't change over the years once you get out of the new teacher phase and you're in the veteran phase right that you still view things the way you view them now because I think it's impactful and it's helpful for kids along the way and will help them uh, as they choose which which path they want to go down, mm-hmm. right? Because everybody's not going to college even though we want everybody to go to college. Right. Everybody's not going to college. There's other pathways for students. So whichever pathway they go, um, I feel as though some of those things you're talking about can help them get there. So mm-hmm. um, now when you're talking about Minecraft, it reminded me that you're a video game guy. Yep. <laughs> and uh, and I don't even know how I even found that out. I think it was a video game club and Miss mm-hmm. uh, Faust was talking to me and was like, oh, yeah, well, Mr. Jason might take it over because he loves video games. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, he's a video. He's a gamer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my eyebrows kind of went up a little bit like he's a gamer. So being, being a person that loves video games and those type of things, uh, but even though you're you're growing up now. You know what I mean? You're, you're, you're Christmas shopping. You're doing all these grown-up yep. things. Talk to me about the, the video game aspect of, mm-hmm. of things. Like, when did you start getting into it? What's some of your favorite games? And how much time do you still have for it? You know? Uh, <laughs> um, well, so, yeah. So, I, like, playing games is probably, like, my oldest. No, not probably. definitely is my oldest hobby. Like, I have a so my my dad grew up playing. He he was never as bad as I was, but <laughs> he he played video games when I was younger. So I have a very distinct memory of of him playing Legend of Zelda: Wind Waker, which is the first video game I ever played myself. Yeah. And he was going through this one area, and there are these like creepy mummy sort of things that mm-hmm. like they look like they're little like blue like. Parkas basically, and when you get too close, they like scream at you. Right. And I was like three, four year old me. I'm watching, like, Dad, what are you doing? And that thing, I jumped, started crying, and ran out of the room because it scared me so bad. And I kept that fear until I was like eight or nine years old. And and um, and of course that didn't put me off from the game. It was just when I get to that area, I would just find my dad, like. Good dad, I need you to get me through this. Right. I'll see you in an hour. <laughs> and eventually I got over it. And I was like I said, I was like eight or nine, and I was I was so proud. The first time I killed one of those things, I was like, Dad, I did it without your help. Finally. <laughs> um, so that, that's my first one. I I I play a lot of I used to um I never really had like a like a Call of Duty phase like a lot of kids yeah. have. Um yeah. I'm terrible at, at games like Call of Duty or Kids are always asking if I'm playing Fortnite. I'm like, I'm terrible at yeah. shooters. I'm I'm terrible. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> if I'm on your team, I am a weight around your neck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I play with my my two younger brothers. Um, we play with each other every once in a while. Yeah. Um, and I like playing with because you know it's like it's it gives me something to do in my free time. You know, it's it's 
a good excuse to hang out with my brothers. Both my my younger brothers are 21 and 19, so they're both in college. Okay. So, you know, it's easy to be like, hey, you guys want to hop on? We'll play, you know, a round or two of whatever we happen to be playing at that moment. And Yeah, you still stay connected. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure. But, yeah, so some of my favorites, um, Zelda, just the entire franchise for sure. Um, if everyone, Classic. You know, Classic. yeah, right, right. <laughs> if you ever want to kill six hours, ask me about Zelda and <laughs> you'll still be there six hours later hearing me talk about it. Um, um, I played, um, Terraria, uh, which is kind of like Minecraft. Yeah. Um, my brothers and I played that together. We beat the whole game together. Um, and then I have a couple of like relaxed games that I play like, um, Stardew Valley, um, Paleo Pines. It, they're like farming games, which I know doesn't okay. sound very interesting. And even like my brothers, my my parents, my fiance, they're like, this is fun. This is like, these are chores. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is great. Like, this is what I do. I, it helps me relax. Yeah, why don't you get out there and do it for real? You're in Carroll County. You're in Carroll County. It's only called away. You might start farming for real. you like, that's too much work. This yeah, year. yeah. No, it's like for me, um, I'm also a, a, a gamer, I would say now more so, you know, than, than earlier, um, you know, having wife and kids mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, being a school principal, like the time, the time to actually do it mm-hmm. is, is, is fleeting. You right. Know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> um, but Red Dead Redemption oh, uh, is one of, is one, is one of my favorites mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm a big Madden guy. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I love playing Madden. And you know Spider Man franchises, mm, nice. like, yeah, I, yeah. I love that. And um, you know there'll be other games I'll get it. Like I'll try anything. Like if somebody says mm-hmm. this game is like really good, I mean I'll I'll give it a try. I give yeah. it a whirl. You know what I mean? Back in the day, definitely Zelda and, and some of these other things. And now what the, what's beautiful what's beautiful about it is games that like I started out playing like the old Nintendo. Like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm from that franchise of like. Literally, I say that my generation like started the whole like gaming. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. Like right because you know I had an Atari all the way up until you know what probably almost every major gaming system mm-hmm. I've owned it and had. Right, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what what it is. Like yeah, I, yeah, I've yeah. probably I've probably had it. I played all of these different games. Mm-hmm. So um, now I get the opportunity with my eight year old is she has now started to like some of these like old school, I call them mm-hmm. old school games, like old school, like playing Mario brothers. And she's like yeah, yeah. blown away by like, you know, she's like playing. So, you know, it's cause you know, life kind of comes in full circle. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah. cra- it's kind of crazy that, you know, probably when I was her age, I was probably playing the same video games mm-hmm. and she's like super enamored with it. So it's like, um, so I, I, I listen, I get that. Don't don't lose the passion. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Don't lose the passion. Still <laughs> set aside time for it because, um, you know, I, I look at it as like it's just another form of like stress relief and mental health. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though it's not anybody's done their dissertation on that, but I'm quite sure if you looked at it and used properly, you know, video games can be a way to, uh, you know, cure some some mental health blues. You know, mm-hmm. because it, whatever makes you feel good and can get you through difficult situations then that's one thing you probably would want to keep keep doing right versus right, right. not doing people you're an adult you shouldn't be playing video yeah games. yeah that was the thing when I, when I was coming up it was like how long you think you're gonna play video games adults mm-hmm. don't play video i'm like well i'm in my 40s and i still play video games right. so clearly 
didn't work. And I know people that are older than me that that, that play video games. Mm-hmm. So it's it's funny. Um, so I ask the this of everybody that comes on the podcast mm-hmm. because here at Winners Mill we're about passion, purpose, pride. Of course. Um, so talk to me about. Well, I guess give me three things mm-hmm. that currently in your life right now you are passionate about. Okay. Uh, so I'll start with the first one because it's um, the most pressing at the moment in my mind is I have discovered like um, when I moved out and like I really, really like gardening. And like I know it sounds weird because, you know, gardening club. But when I was younger, like it was always more of like a that's a pretty flower kind of thing. It was never like I, I love to I love to learn things like I am full of useless information, as my mother would call it. Um <laughs> <laughs> so like i yeah, you you were one of those kids like yeah. did you know you're like no yeah, I no, literally, it, yeah. but nobody cares yeah <laughs> like i have books on house plants like books on making terrariums growing bonsai like plants you are have like, any bonsai no i'm not that talented yet i'm gonna really? try it eventually i'm okay. growing a lemon tree right now from just a little seed yeah and i'm that's my that's my biggest um, accomplishment right now. Right okay. now, okay. Uh, but yeah, the the plants I've got a lot of passion for them. I like watching them grow. I like there's there's a sense of pride you take from watching something you know grow from you know tiny little thing into this big impressive thing. You know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. seed to tree, small plant to bigger plant. You know, green plant getting some flowers on it. It's really cool to watch, and it's I I, I I'm a patient person. So I don't mind, you know, waiting six months, a year, two years for the plant to flower, do whatever it needs to do. And I think that's something else I really like about gardening is that, you know, we as people, we can, you know, fertilize water every single day, give it, you know, 30 hours of sunlight. But plant's going to take its time. It's going to do what it's going to do and it'll get there. You know what? I can't let you move on without totally noticing the similarities between what you're talking about and being a teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you see? Do you see that? Do you see that at all? Like what you're talking um, about exactly? Yeah, well, you know, from, yeah, yeah. Like as you said, as I was like saying that, I was like, yeah, yeah this, you know, this kind of reminds me of my job a little bit. <laughs> totally yeah. is the same thing. Yeah, like, totally. And what I, you just said. Yeah, me. yeah. And I think that's something that you know, I've I've talked about that with other you know other people here, and my my cousin is also a teacher. Um, she's in New York City. And, you know, that's the thing about about education is that, you know, you get these you get these kids for like a burst of, of their lives. You know, you get them for one semester, 90 minutes, five days a week. Or if it's advisory, you know, you get them half an hour for four years straight. And it's it's really it's a very unique perspective on these kids because, you know, you might see some kid as a freshman who, you know, was a total like D student, blah, didn't care about anything. And then you see them when they're walking across the stage and it's like, yeah, I'm getting into college. I've got a, I, you know, my grade, my GPA is like a 3.75 now. I've got scholarships I'm going on and I'm mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you're the same kid, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's the thing about, you know, being a With teacher. somebody watered them. Right, yeah. Patient, <laughs> watch them grow yeah, yeah. and everything else. They didn't judge them as that seed or that seedling right. just coming, coming through. You yeah. gotta, you gotta wait. Yeah, and you know, you sometimes, you know, sometimes the kids won't, won't flower with me, you know, and that's okay. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, if the best you can do is get through my class with a C, that's fine, you know. I mean, I hope you find, you know, I, I never wish ill on anybody, let alone students. Mm-hmm. 
because mm-hmm. you know there 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 there's a lot going on in your life that I don't know about you know mm-hmm. um and I was very fortunate to grow up and you know two parent household mom and dad have jobs they work jobs a lot of our you know a lot of students just not even here just like in general you know they don't have that you know they're living with grandma or you know dad just got laid off again or you know I got to work a job to help pay the bills and you know it's that's the other thing I think working here has really opened my eyes to is that everyone is on such a vastly different life path that it's mm-hmm. it, it's so easy to get frustrated with people and I'm not perfect I get frustrated with kids all the time I'm not perfect um but I I think one of the things that helps me have patience is the fact that you know I try to remember that you know I don't know what's happening you know mm. and it's often you know way something that I would never even imagine happening to to a student um but or even an adult you know and these kids are dealing with these big scary adult problems that you know even me as a 23 year old I I don't think I'd be able to handle it as well as some of these kids handle things and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean a lot of the kids I think they sell themselves short and I think that manifests in different ways, you know, whether it's acting out, you know, yelling at someone, refusing to do work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think sometimes the best thing you can do for yourself or, the, or, you know, if your best accomplishment for the day is getting out of bed and coming to school or coming to work, that should be something you should celebrate, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. how easy is it to lay in, lay in bed, call off work or, you know, if, if you're not living with your parents or, you know, mom's at work at 5 a.m., just don't show up. Who's going to make you show up? Mm-hmm. You know, so I, mm-hmm. I think a lot of these kids deserve a lot of credit for just getting here. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Well, I love that man, and um, I think you're an individual that um, we could definitely spend a lot more time talking to and, and talking about a lot of different things because uh, you're just that dynamic of an individual. But um, you know, maybe we'll have you back on. In the future, For just if you game hey, we might we have to go in there. I, I would be that person that want to go into just Zelda and some of those other things that you talked about because, um, you know, I think there's a, do- a lot of different layers to you, and it again speaks to to why students wanted to to have you on the pod. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I appreciate you for for being on. Yeah. Thank you for for being on. Hopefully, yeah, it was a, a good a good experience for you. Um, just want to say to everybody else, that's a wrap. Um, thank you guys so much for for tuning in. Remember, Encore Podcast is where we are here to give you more of the content in which you all want. Uh, stay tuned. Even over the holiday break, uh, we'll be putting out as much content as we can for you all. Uh, and if you think that anybody needs to be on a podcast, let me know. Send me a message. DM me. We also uh, have a new process for students here in the building that want to be on the podcast. Uh, there's a interest form that you have to fill out through Mr. Nil. So if you're interested in being on the podcast, make sure you're seeing Mr. Nil, our academic facilitator, to fill out that form so you can get on the podcast. Appreciate you guys so much. And I'll see you guys again next time. Thanks.